0: Welcome to an action-packed edition of ARG Presents. I'm your boy, your good buddy, third-degree brown belt, Amigo Aaron. Here today to beat down a man, the only combos this guy gets into are the pizza-flavored variety. I give you the Brent. Do you like combos? Actually, I no, think they're pretty good. They're weird-tasting. <laughs> weird. Also, Aaron, why did you thing. never finish your uh, your go-to-black belt? Well, that's a sensitive subject, my friend. See, I just to, to briefly touch on it. I kept getting hosed by the dojo. They had this rule that you couldn't fight your own uh, dojo mates in these tournaments. I kept getting to the fighting to the trophy round. Then they made you flip a coin, and every I lost all these coin flips. I wasn't in karate to learn how to flip a coin. I was in there to woo kick a booty, and so I was out of there. And now I'd take all my fight to the streets, yo. That's the way you do it. You, so, you, you just punched the asphalt? That's right. <laughs> I kick a lot of asphalt, if you know what I mean. So, if you were with us last week, we spun the wheel. We made the deal. The exciting deal. We'll get to that in a moment. But I want to touch on a few things. Just a little house housecleaning here to begin the show. Coming up, Brent, in just a, a few days, the Thanks for Giving Marathon. Yes. Holy smokes. Just a few days away on Friday. That would be Friday, the 27th of November a day to remember as we'll get down and funky funky like a monkey for many hours we're going uh we're going to go 9 to 5 just like Dolly Parton uh bringing you some fun game streaming action Brent tell the folks what to expect on this glorious Thanksgiving marathon train wreck that's <laughs> <laughs> that is so apropos <laughs> because we obviously due to the uh, unpleasantness of the covid uh, we're gonna have to remotely do Thanksgiving this year, and we have other. There's a lot going against us, but by God, we th- we're gonna get something going uh, for Thanksgiving marathon. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and, and I will invite you to tune in after the Thanksgiving marathon because we're gonna immediately be going into the Amigos podcast as well. So it'll we'll actually be on from nine to six thirty or so, probably more or less. So it should be quite a day, good time, fun time. We invite you to come. This is just a little thing we do to thank everyone for uh, a year of support and for all the money everyone gave uh, for our megathon event, which was a, a heck of a lot of money this year, uh, Brent. And uh, we always have a good time. It should be a lot of fun. That is going to be this Friday, the twenty seventh, starting at nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be happening. <clears throat> you know we have to we have to sacrifice a goat to the internet lords every time
1: that we. Uh, uh, get on stream to try to make an like an hour worth of streaming
0: time. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have a whole herd of goats standing by. <laughs> well, I will say, I called the head goat and was on. I was on hold with the uh, with hillbilly ISP last night for four hours to line up a a, uh, a fellow to come and check the lines this week. So we're hoping. So uh, don't pray for death. Pray for goof. <laughs> So this guy can come in here and take care of our business. Brent, another thing I want to plug, plug, plug uh, on this show is the International Computer Club. Yeah, International Computer Club, a gathering of fine fellows and ladies throughout the world, uh, to who come together and like this is the UN of retro computing and gaming. Uh, this will be the second one, uh, and hopefully will go well. This this sucker goes down the December twelfth, five p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, we've got I looked over the lineup of people that would have presented this thing it's gonna be awesome man we got a, we got a full slate of uh, good videos discussion points and wacky uh, visitors it should be a good time that'll be streaming for all you party people on the twitch uh, and, uh, with the uh, normal uh, twitch routine and we'll also if you are a member of the discord and want to be there live you could actually show up and hop on Zoom and get in there with us. So it should be a lot of fun, Brian. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I know you I, are too.
1: I, I know the last one went off quite well. <clears throat> it was incredibly entertaining uh, and informative. So if you have some time, even if you can't stay for all of it, uh, it is certainly worth jumping in and, and taking a look and uh, seeing what these people around the world present and uh, uh, share their knowledge. It's It's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. We have a very talented uh, bunch of
0: folks out there that come together for this. And then there's us. So, (laughs) one last time I want to touch on, hey, I want to thank everyone last week. uh, Our uh, Amiga versus Atari ST episode, one of our most popular episodes, Brent. Got a lot of jack, a lot of action, a lot of people uh, chiming in. It was great. I also read a Twitter poll on the exact subject to see what the final tally was. And, uh, I just wrote who you got, Atari ST or Amiga, and we got a lot of responses, but the Amiga won this hands down 86.1%. However, uh, as we talked about last week, uh, there's more to the story than just the outward uh, question of Amiga meager Atari ST, Brent. Uh, and I was pretty happy with the way that conversation went last week. I-, I enjoyed it. You know, it took 142 episodes, but we finally did something right. Hey, all right, it's the way you do it. So. Now, let's move along. Enough of that. Enough of the niceties here, Brent. We're going to get down and funky, man. Because this week, it's me versus Brent again. This time, we're going to be talking about fighting games, man. Fighting games. Uh, We love these things. And every once in a while, we'll throw the piece on the board because we want to lobby for a fighting game. And I think we've got two games that, while they may seem totally dissimilar, Brent... Uh, they have their similarities and we'll go into it. We'll we'll battle over it. But before we did that, I wanted to, I wanna talk about you know, uh uh of course fighting games, main fighting games came from from the arcade. Yeah. Right? All the way back to stuff like uh 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 Yarkung Karate Fu. Champ. Y- well, Yarkung Fuiroy right? wasn't a uh a two player. Did they have was Yarkung two? It was a two player was it? I think the home version, one or two had a two player option, but I don't think the arcade had it, but stuff like Karate Champ, uh, and uh, of course your Street Fighter II, and moving up the line. But what I wanted to talk about here, just for a a brief moment before we roll into the main topic, is my game was a DOS game that was basically trying to emulate uh, an arcade fighting experience. And Britt, you were like me; we both had the DOS machine back in the day. Aside from today's the game I picked, do do any games come to mind on a home computer fighting game wise that stand out to you over the over the eons that were had any success? Because for the longest time, I remember lingering around, and this would go to not just for uh, DOS, but for, even for like uh, the Amiga, which we also had. It was a it was sort of tough sledding out there to get the arcade experience of a fighting game at home for a long time, wasn't it?
1: Well, on a computer setting, yes. Uh, on a console setting, they had tons and tons and tons. Uh, right. Because you, you got to remember, you could buy the Neo
0: Geo at home, and that was
1: instant well, fighting mean, game like, action right in your hands.
0: I'm try- uh, I'm talking mostly computers, and also there's no way either one of us were going to get a Neo Geo. This costs a million dollars. Uh,
1: the I, I can't believe I can't think of the name of this. The robot fighting game. Uh, twenty 20- rise of the robots. No, 2094. Uh, oh, One Must Fall. One Must Fall. By far the most uh, enjoyable and competent fighting game on a computer that I can recall. Uh, that's the only game I think that we actually sat down and made it a point to play.
0: I bought uh, I bought a lot of fighting games for the PC because I was desperate to get that arcade uh you know, look, and this is one area where PCs really fell behind, like you said, consoles. But I, I want to talk about a few of these things and see if I can jar your memory. Uh, of course, I mentioned Rise of the Robots, which was a, which I bought. I've, in fact, it's funny, I've, I've got like three copies of that game right now. Uh, it was much ballyhooed uh, a PC game. Do you recall this one? This horrible game, Brent? No. This nope. game was hyped and hyped and hyped. It had uh, a soundtrack from Brian May of Queen. It was going to be on there, and it was going to be. Uh, I remember reading in all the EGM and everything because this got a console and computer simultaneous release about how this thing was going to. The AI was smarter than AI. And Street oh, Fighter. yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And this game bombed. Yeah, I mean, it was an absolute disaster. Uh, you only get to pick. From, you only get to pick one robot at the beginning, and you can only play one robot in one player. Just a horrible disaster. This right here, if you summed up what PC fighting games were like back in the day, I'd say this was at the top of the heap. Just a complete debacle. We had another game that we bought, Brent, if you'll recall. It was called uh, uh, FX Fighter. Do you remember that one off the top of your head? No. It was was the Virtual Fighter clone? It was. It was a Virtual Fighter clone. And uh, this is another one I bought. And you had to have a pretty beefy computer to run this thing because it was in 3D. Uh, and it was another one. It was sort of a letdown. I, I remember it distinctly because the ba- the main bad guy had a purple helmet and he was green. I don't know, why I heard that. but this again, they tried their best. But part this is a lot. This is a lot like what would happen if someone designed the platformer just by just looking at some. You know, if you don't have the knack to do it, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, I want to talk about some of the PC clones that came down the pike. Uh, believe it or not. Uh, The PC got some excellent, or not clones, but ports. Uh, And Brad, if you'll recall, Mortal Kombat uh, 1, 2, and 3 on the PC were quite good, weren't they? Do you remember playing those? No, because I I had the superior console version. Well, no, actually, the the PC version crushes the console versions of Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. Crushes them. They're way, way better. That's the thing a lot of people don't realize, how good they were. Another one I remember picking up was Super Street Fighter 2. Uh, when it came out for the PC, because it came with its own joystick, its own game pad. So it was, and and I, I believe it also came with Street Fighter, the movie, the game, uh, the Street Fighter, the game, the movie. Is that the way you say it? The, no, I think the it's the other thing. way, the movie, the game. So for, for and I got the, I, it was on cutout because the movie bombed. So for 10 bucks, you got the game, the videotape and the joystick. What a deal, man. I know you've seen that film, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I just almost entirely did a raw Julia. A fun well, a fun yeah, Why else you're watching it. <clears throat> well, uh uh Cammy, uh the, the Australian chick, what's her name? Uh, she's in it. So that that's worth watching it for. Hey. No, it's listen, not. I call, I call him like I see him, my friend. I always like oh I was always fond of her. Uh so yeah, but until One Must Fall came around, we you were were quite desperate. It's funny, there was a tipping point uh, on the PC, uh, I remember when they released uh, Samurai Showdown Two for Windows, and I thought to myself, "Holy smokes, where we got here!" And it was a real faithful port. Then it, then we started getting the Fatal Fury games, and pretty much after that, the PC kept up pretty well in the fighting uh, arena. Uh, Sega released its Virtual Fighters. I should mention that the uh, uh, say the Virtual Fighter series. Uh, was one of those games that you could get that would pa- be packaged with one of the early 3D cards. Sort of like, remember when I got San Francisco Rush and it came on that Banshee? Uh, the Virtual Fighter game would, would came with like one of the other comp- competing cards of the day. So you could use the 3D on it to properly emulate uh, the arcade's uh, 3D uh, workings. Pretty good games. But for the most part, we suffered through a lot of crap on the PC and the Amiga suffered through a lot of crap as well in terms of the fighting games. Uh, I'm sure you remember playing a lot of Body Blows, Brent, from back in the day. We used to play that quite a bit. Absolutely. With, <laughs> that Ninja. I, I did like the... It was the only game you could play a, a Wall Street guy on. I will say what the guy... Like, you remember that guy with the tie and stuff? He like- oh, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you can actually... There are other games that have that sort of character, but the, the, during this time, because this you're talking, you know, uh, early 90s to mid-90s, I was... I was all console. Uh, so I got to joy enjoy a plethora of uh, incredibly faithful 2D ports of these games. Uh, even on different handhelds, some of the handheld games turned out way better than they had any mm. business to win. Some of them were garbage. There's no question about that. But for Th- me, I I missed... I was too young to really enjoy the boon of the 80s uh, arcade where you, you had all these incredible new innovations and different types of games and all this uh, greatness. But the fighting revolution uh, for the arcades, I was right there in it. And it was an incredible time to see people you know, gathered up around this machine, even if they had no intention to play, although almost everyone did, lining their quarters up on the bezel uh, to signify that they had next game, I mean these were these were never written rules. These were just rules that came out of need to show who was next because you had this such a huge line of people around the machines, and uh, it was a it was a wondrous time. I recall going. We had a mall that had two arcades, and I believe I've told the story before, but I would go to one arcade play until no one would play him anymore and they would all go to the other arcade. So I would walk to the other side of the mall where they also had, this was street fighter at the time. And I would clear out the art arcade until people would stop playing me. And then I, you know, leave for the day, but it was an incredible time, uh, for arcades when the fighting genre really took off and the arcades haven't seen anything like that since.
0: You know you're 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 dead on. I, when I think of big crowds at arcades, you know, like cheering crowds, I think of two things. Uh, I think of uh, I think of d- the Dragon's Lair era, right, and I also think of the the fighting game era because those yeah. are the only two times where I would see a huge gathering of people uh, around a game, people cheering on the winner. Uh, and people watch it with the double screen. The whole nine yards. I'd have to say these are the two finest arcades ever made. Or the two finest genres. It's just, it is what it is. Listen, one thing uh, mankind has proven. That if you put a couple suckers in the middle of the street. And they start fighting. You're going to draw a crowd. Because fights draw crowds. Because people want to see other people get whooped on. And that's the same way it was in the arcade. And you would have some really good players. I was in Kentucky for a good part of that. Uh, in uh, Going to the Kentucky Arcade. And you would get all the players from uh, all the foreign players from that were going to UK would come in. And you got to really test your uh, your skills against guys from Japan, guys from South Korea. And these guys were were studs at these games. They were great at a lot of games, but they were mega good at fighting games. <clears throat> and it was fun to, to go in there and test your metal and see if you could compete with them. Uh, and th- you had all the standouts of the arcade back in that little era. And it really it did. It, it made arcades relevant again for a little while. Until of course the they flooded arcades with every conceivable form of fighting game, and if sort of they sort of uh, you know <laughs> they overstretched themselves. Well,
1: everyone and, tried to cash in, and yeah. and when one tries to cash in, it, it's a uh, usually a bad outcome. One other story I want to tell because this is another thing. Uh, I think this was regional more than anything else, but I remember when Street Fighter Two it was new to the scene, right? And you could dizzy people and it was considered disrespectful to hit a dizzied opponent. And like people would really bad mouth you if you dizzied someone and then went over there and killed them. And so you would fight, you would watch people playing and you'd see those birds pop up around people's heads and you'd see the other guy just walk backwards and wait it was this. It was the strangest thing. Yeah. I distinctly remember this, and I yeah. remember you know the first time I went up, I got my opponent dizzy, and I ran over and I threw him. And people were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Huh?" It's like, "Yeah, no, no, you, you don't do that. Dizzy opponent. You don't. You don't do that." And it, it it's odd because again, this was just an unwritten rule that the people who played the games decided that that was going to that's what it was going to be. That's the rule set in this particular setting where you didn't hit dizzied opponents. Now, yeah. eventually, that did go away, uh, but that's something a lot of people take for granted. That unless you are in an arcade setting, stuff like that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, and, it, it was arcade it, etiquette. Is what it was. Yeah, it's like the quarter stacking. Yeah, I and saw it's, the same thing. You're
1: gonna. That's something. I mean, maybe eventually when VR gets big enough and cheap enough to have more of a, a personal virtual setting, uh, you'll get some of that etiquette again. I, I mean, I, I know chat rooms have their etiquettes and, and uh different games have their etiquettes, but it's it's so different. Uh, when you're standing next to someone and they explain to you, you know, something that you that is part of the game, right? It's something that you're allowed to do in the game, but they have chosen that it shouldn't be. And it, it you need to respect your opponent, uh, yeah. that, and also buying move lists that people had printed off of BBSs. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll never have
0: that again. That's obviously in the they'd be hanging out near the machine. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. In fact, I remember, yeah, first of all, I, it's funny. I'd forgotten about what you're talking about with the, with the arcade etiquette being dizzy. But I distinctly remember people that would hit you when you were dizzy and they'd apologize. Uh, they oh, sorry about that. You know, And you'd be like, hey, that's, a, that's cool. Uh, and it did go away. And I don't remember when or why it went away. but there. And I think uh, when Mortal Kombat kind of overlapped Street Fighter 2, that's probably because Mortal Kombat was a much more edgy game at the time. I'd say that probably had something to do with it. Uh, but, uh, uh, it, what, but then it again, you per- couldn't
1: get dizzy in in Mortal Kombat. Right?
0: But I'm I'm just saying, Mortal Kombat, the game itself was just a more, a more hardcore game. Not necessarily say better. I, I don't know. Who knows how arcade that stuff? The little those little traditions come and go. But you're right about the cheat sheets, getting the getting the fighting lists. I rem- I distinctly remember a guy selling those at the at the uh, 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 arcade in Huntington, You know, getting those getting those lists. Five uh, dollars. Yeah, five dollars. And buying those lists, you're right. That's all gone. It's all gone. It's it's funny how it went, but I mean, it was great at the time. Uh, to uh, that, that's when fighting games were at their peak. Have you, I've also seen people actually fight uh, after their. See, fighting I've game's over. see, I've never seen
1: I've never seen violence uh, from a fighting game.
0: Never. You were once. never in an arcade with a bunch of drunks. That would say that was well, because at the Kentucky arcade you could bring a beer in there, and so people did. <laughs>
1: but see, I, I, I that to me that's disgusting. Uh, i I think that uh, no we had people get mad and storm off, but I ne never and I was in arcades pretty much my entire teen life. Uh, it was the, it was the one thing, one outlet we had around here that my friends and all we all liked. So I spent a ton of time at arcades and never once. Never once did I see anyone get violent because of an outcome of a game. I mean, to the point point where they were they were going to get physically violent. There I've was plenty there of was people some trash a, talking and crap of, like
0: that. Yeah, but it was never got physical or beating the heck out of the control panel. You know, I've seen oh. that plenty of times. I, I've only seen guys really get physically into it a couple times. It was it was at the, it was usually booze related, two a.m. You know, but that's when you wanted to go because that's when all, all the fun was going on. But yeah, those those are bygone times. We shall see the likes of those again, Brent. That's that we're showing our age here. That's for darn sure. So, uh, we decided to uh, pick ourselves a couple of fighting games and go to war. Uh, and by God, I'm going to lead the charge this week. I wanted to pick a game that I owned. This is what I, this is my new thing, Brent, because Boat got me in on this. Boat's he's like, man, I got all these games. I'm going to play some side. So I did the same thing. This is another week where I. I play, I'm, I chose my poison, Brent. And and I and I chose the very popular exalted game, Bam, Pray for Death. Pray this for Death. This is what death. we call This is what we call cannon fodder. I'll take <laughs> off. I'm going to go to Aaron Cam here and you can see right here everyone, Daddy owns the Pray for Death right there it is. Uh this came on a CD. Uh it's a beautiful box. You can see the Dominatrix smacking around the weird medieval robot. That's the way that happened in real life, by the way. That's based on a true story. There's the back of that beautiful thing if you're watching home. So, Pray for Death. What is this crazy game, man? This was a DOS game, uh, Brent, that was released October of 1996. Now, this has, believe it or not, since this has been released, you can now play this on the PC or the Mac, amazingly. Uh, as this game has made its way up to Steam. So this is a game that you can currently buy. $10 bills, takes us to the house uh, if you wanted to get it. Uh, and I wanted to pick this game not, not only because it's just an odd game, but because of who makes it. Uh, this was developed by the guys over at LightShock Software. Now, if that seems familiar to some of you Amigans out there, uh, and it may or may not, they did a game on the Amiga... In fact, they did two games on the Amiga. They've only done they only did three games in their entire existence. It looks like they were all done in 1996. And those games were uh, Black Viper, which was a CD32 game where you it's sort of a motorcycle combat game. Uh, they also did a game it was I I don't think there's any doubt it was the finest fighting game ever made on the Amiga and it was Fighting Spirit uh, from 96. Fighting Spirit a game That was heavily influenced by the Fatal Fury series. To a certain extent, the uh, Samurai Showdown series. It was sort of a Japanese anime style game. uh, That was beautiful, gorgeous. In fact, when we did the uh, uh, Amiga versus Atari ST show last week. I was going to put this in as one of my selections. But it was AGA. And since I was doing Amiga 500, I couldn't fit it in there. Uh, But this is is the pentacle of, P, of uh, Amiga fighting games. I'm serious. I don't know. If, have you played that one, Brent, for chance? Uh, if, I,
1: if I if I have, I'm sure I have,
0: but I do not recall it. I, mean, I, don't, I bet you haven't played it, because I hadn't played it until me and Boat played it on the show, and it is surprisingly good game. And so, uh, not to be outdone, these fellows went ahead and put out Pray for Death the same year. Again, this is a PC-only release uh, and not a game that was released on the Amiga. So these guys had two Amiga games, one PC game, and they were out. It was a done deal. I should mention, I looked up uh, some info on LightShock software to see what the scoop was. It's a difficult company to find anything on. Uh, They were founded, get this, they're an Italian company, so everyone there is is, is from Italy. Uh, Founded by a fellow named uh, Francesco Ioro, And his buddy uh, uh, Massimilano Kamari, so yeah, I'm sure I butchered those guys' names. No, uh, I'm sure that was perfect, Aaron. Don't worry about (laughs) it. You know me; I am fluent in Italian. But anyway, uh, these guys had two offices in Italy, if you could believe it, and and uh, did a ton of work uh, out there. Uh, They also had a helper uh, that uh, helping them an outfit called Neo Productions from Austria. Uh, so the, you've got a real. It was a weird combination, and get this: Neo Software Productions, their helper, ended up getting sucked up into the uh, uh, into the uh, production units that make up um, Rockstar for a while. So it's these guys. It's kind of neat to think that some of the people that worked on this may be working at Rockstar. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, so you never know. They could be working there. So what is Pray well, for Death? Well, as a Death? janitor, sure. Take it off. Hey, listen. They did good work. Pray for Death, of course, a fighting game for DOS, uh, which that right there in itself makes it, makes it a rare game because the DOS didn't have too many of these games. Uh, this casts you in a tournament that's put together by Death himself. Uh, Death is bored. He wants to see who can win in a battle of the of the all time most powerful fighters, and so he ba- gets these guys together. Now, most tournaments they gather I don't know some schlubs, just some bums. They find you know or some guys who think they're fighters. Not this tournament because Death's not going to bring in a bunch of losers. He brings in the biggest of the dogs here to be on in in his fighting tournament. All right, now get this list. <clears throat> see how many of these guys you've heard of. Uh, outside of this game because this thing took certain liberties and gathered <laughs> it gathered a lot of fighters that uh well they did I'm just saying they, they they got a lot of crazy guys so you've got Anubis the Egyptian god it's actually Anubi in this but it's Anubis uh the uh, dog faced uh, Egyptian warrior you've also got uh a uh, uh you've got a Mar- Mar- uh Pain who's another like Pain is like a god basically you've also got the lord Cthulhu, the great and powerful Cthulhu. This is probably the only game in history where you could be Cthulhu. Which, I mean, that right there was enough for me. That's one of the reasons I bought the game. I'll be completely honest with you. You've got Uriel, which is also like a a god. You've got also wizards, demons, like Zenobius or Mergen. One of those guys is a demon. You've got a a, a lineup of crazy godlike killers with weird powers, Brent. They also uh, take, this game takes place in front uh, in front of these nice, I would call them uh, digitized or ray-traced scenes. Uh, very similar to your game this week. In fact, there's a lot of similarities between the two games. And the main characters that you actually fight with are sort of, would you call these guys, what would you call these guys? They were kind of ray-traced, weren't they? Or, or digitized or whatever. Yeah, they're, whatever. they're CGI. <clears throat> yeah, CGI <laughs> uh, guys. So what do you do in this game? Well, I mean, it's you've got you've got uh, it's one to two player. Uh, well, that's not true, but we'll get to that in a minute. But you've, it's a standard game. You've got two. You've got a uh, game pad with four buttons. Uh, you've got low and you've got uh, low and high kick and low and high punch or, or well, you know, it's weak light and heavy, strong. yeah, whatever however you want to play it. And you also have the usual. A uh, uh, fair of fighting a Now, one thing I noticed in this game is that the, over the over all the characters, there are all, there are some similarities move wise in terms of uh, how their basic moves work. Like for example, they all they almost all have uh, a, a, as a strong punch. They almost all have an uppercut, which is not a, which is a certainly a situational maneuver. They almost all have a kick that if you hold the joystick backwards, they will do like a a jumping spin kick sort of thing, or the equivalent. They almost all share these kicks together. So the similar, the basic moves are sort of similar in a lot of ways, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're almost all copy-paste. Well, I mean, no, I don't want, I mean, mean, they have their own flair, but you know what I mean. Uh, Then they've got... Uh, uh, most of them have a projectile of some sort uh, and most of them uh, have a couple weird grasps or or uh, uh, or grabs one it seemed to i don't know if this goes across every character but if you if you move close with your opponent holding the joystick backwards they'll grab their opponent and just start repeatedly hitting them in a the crotch <laughs> did you notice that and it's funny to watch a, it's funny to watch like Ariel or Anubi or Cthulhu pick up a guy and just repeatedly ground shot him. You wouldn't expect a god to go that low, but my, these dudes will do these guys will definitely do it. Uh something else the game has. This game looked at what was popular in the arcade and they said, listen, what's popular? You got your Street Fighter, that's popular. You got your Mortal Kombat, that's popular. You got your Killer Instinct, that's popular. Screw that, we're going to do all that stuff. And so that was the way that they approached this game. <clears throat> you can literally do, um, well, let me rephrase that. You could uh, you could sort of do almost everything you can in those games. You know what does what does Street Fighter have? It's got stun, it's got stuns, it's got uh, normal, you know, fighting attacks. We got that. What does Mortal Kombat got? Oh wow, you can kill suckers. We got that. We'll put that in here. What's what's Killer Instinct got? Combos? Shoot, we'll put a combo system in this sucker. And they did. It's got a. It's got I would call a, uh, a kiddie pool level of combo system in this. Did you have any success? Because uh, you're that's your bag. Did you have any success actually navigating the combo system in this? No. I mean, there is a method to it, though.
1: There is. There is. And I even tried to read up on it a little bit. Uh, it's... <sighs> like, I'm looking at... I've got you, the book Are you here. ready for me
0: to kill this thing yet? Not yet, no. Okay, I've got all right. The book I'll wait. Here, and so, when you've, when you've got... When you take a character, and you, and when you want to do the combos, like you would... And these are combo sets, right? Like you would see in a, in a Killer Instinct. They're called killer chains in this, okay? Okay. And so it's just it's a it's a uh, series of of button smashes and and joystick uh, moves that make these chains come around just like they are in Killer Instinct. So, for example, I've got the manual here. If you're playing if you're playing the great and all powerful Cthulhu, you want to do his Killer Chain. Uh, the uh, one of them would be forward, down, back, and spin kick. You kind of repeat that. He would go through and do it. Now, this doesn't give you. Uh, all the moves. It gives you... It says, like, secret move or whatever, so you have to sort of figure them out on yourself. And the problem is, as far as I can tell, no one has figured any of these out. Because I looked all over the net to try to find a fact or something like this. I couldn't find Jack. There was no fact, Mac. I couldn't find nothing. Uh, each of these guys has, like, uh, maybe four special moves. They're almost always... A, there's almost always a, a projectile, and there's almost always a lunge. I noticed that too. Most characters have some sort of fist lunge that they'll do. Uh, you can tell, you can tell this game is was done by guys who had done some demo work. I could tell that right away because the one thing about this game is it's real, real flashy, right? All the menus float in and out in a very flashy, cool way. They scroll in and out, and it's real neat looking. The intro and stuff is, is all done in a very neat way, with Death on this mountain assembling the fighters. The fighters have their own like uh, demo reel that you can go through and look at all the different fighters, and it explains what they who they are. Uh, there's there's uh, animated intros in each uh, fight. That have for each character, very reminiscent of Killer Instincts, a little montage that they do whenever you start a fight, and when and when you look at the graphics themselves, they've used every trick in the book, like in a demo scene way. Does this thing have uh, Killer Instinct slash Samurai Showdown zooming? It absolutely does. Does it have reflective surfaces? Does it have water effects? It's got all these things. It's got a pretty good soundtrack. You know, if you could hunt down the CD, there's a there's a version out there that I've got on here now that that basically ripped out all the CD stuff. But the uh, if you listen, the tracks are pretty good. They're what you would expect. I mean, they didn't reinvent the wheel, but it's this screams to me demo guys. So I would not be surprised if some of the guys that were at Light Shock had done some, would came from the demo scene. I can't confirm that. Uh, until uh, but I, I would wager so. But there's all there's all kinds of dynamic scaling in this thing. The uh, the backgrounds are really cool looking. I mean, when this thing came out, I thought this is the best looking PC fighting game I would seen at the time. So there's a lot to it. Now, Bree, you're I can see you over there making the jerk move. What was your problem with Pray for Death? I can't imagine what what did you not like about Pray for Death? Frame rate
1: frame rate. Yeah. Your character has about 12 frames of animation. So it's like it's like playing this uh uh stop motion action game. Uh it, it was it played horribly. The backgrounds interesting. The effects pretty awesome. The characters uh you know, they some of them had their charm. Some of them were pretty generic. But at the end of the day, what matters about a fighting game is fluid motion as you go through the actions. And this game absolutely does not have it. It is so bad. I actually bought this on Steam. Okay? (laughs) I bought this on Steam. And and what I learned was the Steam return policy. Because this is the first game I have ever asked for my money back because it had no... Uh, uh, playability whatsoever. The characters, if they would have went in and instead of a kick having two frames of animation where your leg is not stuck forward and then your leg is stuck forward, if they would have taken some time and done that properly, this was never going to be the next big thing, but then it could have at least been playable. Also, to start a match, just you you hit play, you select your characters to start your match. it says battle whatever one two three whatever round, ready to die and then fight. every round it takes like seven seconds to actually start the round and it is so it so slow. Every round starts off so slow. So when you go from match to match, you're changing characters, you're changing backgrounds, you're changing all that stuff. It is literally like 15 or 20 seconds between matches, between rounds. It is so slow. And then when you get into the game, to have it be so choppy and so few frames of animation, you don't feel like you have control. I never once felt like I had control. Uh, There are tons of times when my character, and this thing is buggy as all get out. There are tons of times where my character will just slide across the screen uh, uh, backwards. Would happen all the time. Uh, The finishing moves in this, I went through and watched a video of all of them. You've got your super generic finisher where you (laughs) basically just hit them and they die. And then you've right. got your funny finisher, and, you know, which some of those were cute, uh, but certainly nothing to write home about. The endings on this are all uh, uh, trying to be cute. Uh, for example, like Cthulhu, uh, Cthulhu's ending is Death thinks Cthulhu is too powerful and uh, turns him into a sideshow attraction. So it, it's trying to skate the – to go down this line of being uh, super mature and hardcore and also be funny at the same time, and I don't think it pulls it off. I don't think any of the uh, – I don't think any of it is fun because everything is so brown. All the backgrounds are so uh, dull I mean, they're interesting, but the colors in them are all these dull browns or most of them. The characters themselves are all these, like, shiny graphics. It's like they're trying to put in a fake lighting effect or something. Uh, But at at the end of the day, none of that matters. None of it. At the end of the day, if you have a competent fighter uh, with good mechanics, you're fine. And this game does not have that.
0: I'm I'm going to disagree with you. And also, I'm going to question the Steam version of this. Because I can tell you, I've never had any trouble with sliding or glitches in this, ever. Not one. And I've never had any trouble with the frame rate. I thought it ran fine. I should mention that. No, no, no. The frame rate's fine. There's just not enough frames to be animated. To put this in perspective, when this was released, I looked up the minimum requirements for this. This required a an Intel 486 DX2 uh, running DOS 4 or above, and you need to have eight megabytes of memory. Okay, and VGA, and it, it would. So this thing supports out ad, the AdLib Gold, for God's sakes. <clears throat> Some of this real old stuff. So th- you've got to consider that this game is old. Okay, so you're not going to get. This is not going to be. Uh, a game that's going to be as super-duper shiny as a game today would be, but this game crushed other games of the era by... I mean, this ran on a 486, for God's sake. No, irrelevant. Irrelevant. It's not... It's totally relevant.
1: No, I would much rather have toned-down graphics with smooth fighting, uh, just like One Must Fall. That is a perfect example. They have those CGI-looking graphics the characters flow so much better. They, they, It feels so much better. It has a combo system. It has fatalities. It is so much
0: more fun to play than this. It's,
1: and at well, the um, end listen, of the day, man, that's what matters.
0: I'm not going to play Apple. I'm not going to compare the two, because you know how much I like One Must Fall. But um, what I will say is, is this. I, I thought for uh, the... Uh, the era that this came out again, four eighty. a, this is, this predates the Pentium. I want to make sure that you're, that's sinking in. Okay. This predates the Pentium. Look that's at it. it looks like a million bucks. I didn't have any problems with the, with the frame rate at all. Aaron, if you're I, I watching your fun. own video, you can see what I'm talking about. I actually Cthulhu's this lose down by kick the way. is two frames. No, it's listen, you're being too you're being too hard on something that at the, at the time could not be helped given the limitations of the hardware. But that's a lie. That's no. a lie. Uh,
1: Aaron, there were plenty of fighting games at this time. that not might not ambitious. have had the shiny graphics that this have, but had more frames of animation. No, and like, listen, it, that that's, matters. I, I don't
0: get hung up on that, I, personally. What are you think talking this, I, about? I think that's like saying, yeah, in a platformer,
1: a, you don't need to be able to jump. You know, you, you shouldn't you, just hit the button and just kind of go a you've direction. Got to look at
0: it in the context of when it was re- released. You vaguely could remember the time before Pentium. I had 286s and 386s and 486s. And I can tell you right now, when this game came out, I about fell out of my chair. graphically it was impressive you You, you know what aaron you
1: you know what you know what your argument is shallow
0: because you're saying
1: because it looks pretty and the graphics are impressive for the time period the graphics not the animations the graphics you're saying because it looks pretty it should get a pass on how it plays and and i'm sorry i would never look at a game like that
0: no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think that I think you're being too hard on the on a frame rate issues. I, I think it plays okay. I want to mention before I move on. That well, let me tell you about ha- the Steam
1: thing since you vaguely asked about it and then completely went off the rails. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Get uh, in there. when you install this, it, it just it literally runs out of DOSBox.
0: Yeah. So well, I'm just I've never had any sort of uh, glitch I- issues with it, and I've played it for a long time um <laughs> this game also supports uh tournaments it supports uh, t- uh like a tag team mode you can play no, tournaments d- no it doesn't
1: that, uh, it did does you support, play well, it's, the it's tag not, team mode
0: yeah i did i
1: know how no it works. you did it's not because it's it's not has, like it has it is not a tag mode you play know, as, it, you, you pick so many characters mode. three five or seven and and then you play a single player game to see how I, far you can get. And when I one know. of your characters dies, you just you get your other character. Right, there's no tag still, element at all. There's no tag element. But there's there. Listen,
0: you got to think. There were a lot of games that called that a tag mode. This ain't the first one. No get. one called that a tag mode. That's not true. I've played games where that was the tag mode where you didn't actually tag in. I believe one of the world heroes was like that. Nevertheless, uh, you've also got not only do you have tournaments, but you've also got leagues uh, where you can play it sort of a round robin. A situation where you play for points. So there are a lot of they put a lot of different variant gameplay elements in here. If that's your bag, uh, you've also got uh, five. Well, they should have fired levels. that
1: guy and hired another animator.
0: Listen, I think you're being too hard on this game, big time. I'm but,
1: not. I, I don't think I'm being
0: nearly hard enough. Nah, you're being too hard. I uh, uh, looked this thing up to see if I could get any reviews, and I did get some. Uh, this, some of these reviews are older, and some are newer. The PC Zone gave this a 7 out of 10. GameZilla gave this a 68%. Uh, PC Joker, you know, they're going to be tough, 67%. Uh, PC Player out of Germany gave this 3 out of 5 stars. GameSpot gave this 5.3 out of 10. Uh, PowerPlay, uh, these are all contemporary scores, by the way. PowerPlay gave this a 49%. PC Games, Uh, out of Germany gave it a forty three percent, and PC Action gave it a forty percent. So the scores weren't great. And I, I listen. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Hey, everyone, this is the best game I've ever seen. Uh, it's better than everything." But what I will say is, I think it, it's a decent game, and, and I think it's fun to go back and play because of the uh, because of how impressive it looked. You know, I think it was a look good looking game. I like the demo aspects of it, and at the time. It really did blow my mind. That's that's no fooling. Um, I looked this up on eBay. I was surprised by this, Brent. There are none on eBay, and there haven't been any sold recently on eBay because so you can buy it may- digitally. This well, that doesn't mean that. Yeah, but the box is pretty cool looking. I saw a variant box cover that was released, I think, in Europe. This was released. This had two different distributors uh, in America. This amazingly, this was released about through Virgin. And I believe in Europe it was, or at least somewhere in the world it was released through Interplay. So it had a couple of big time publishers that put it out. Like I said, it's a fun game. It's it's definitely something to look at and play. And if you're into these sorts of games, I think you can uh, you can enjoy. Hey, listen, you know me, but I like playing fighting games. and I like it. So there you go. That's, in that's my
1: opinion, it. if this is running on someone's machine and, and they say, "Hey, you want to come over and give us a shot?" Sure, go go hit start. But if you have to put in any effort, and heaven forbid you spend money on this pile of garbage, uh, it's not worth anything. I mean, if you are just wanting to see the pretty graphics, go watch a video. But if you're wanting to play the game for it being a fighting game, uh, this has nothing for you.
0: Well, I will say, I think uh, asking $10 for this uh, is, uh, is too much. I'd say this was something like a buck. Or maybe at the top side, three dollars. If it had net play or something, it'd be different, but they haven't done anything, uh they haven't done anything to make it better. So yeah, I would agree with you on that. So listen, fine, you crapped all over my game. What did what did you bring to the table this week, big man? I brought the
1: arcade sensation from nineteen ninety four, Killer Instinct. And let me tell you something. When this came out, you want to talk about graphics. This blew everyone's mind. Apparently, I'm going Unlocked to go into the... Ne- it blew my mind so hard, it I love your the mind. planet. I'm- anyway, moving on. Uh, for all those listening at home, my Skype just decided to check out for a moment. It was glorious. Uh- okay. Well, Apparently, my webcam is on the fritz. Anyway, uh, this is a game that when you saw it, you thought to yourself, "Holy cow! This this is the next. This is the the real deal. This is next generation." Now, was it running on arcade hardware? Sure, uh, but this was Silicon Graphics uh, powered. Uh, they they went through and did all the animations on this, and it is the total package. Not only does it look brilliant. The sound design in this, which I'm going to touch on in length is brilliant. And, uh, uh, the gameplay is out of this world. Good. And unlike other fighters at the time, this was a game that you had to learn. Uh, it wasn't just about learning the moves, uh, you know, seeing what kick did what, or how to throw a fireball. You had to take some time and really study with this game to get good. And, uh, But let's back up. Let's back up. Like I said, this was a Rare game developed by Rare uh, in 1994. And you're never going to guess where this came from, Aaron. What do you think spurred uh, Killer Instinct to be made? Do you know what game influenced Killer Instinct the most? Street Fighter (laughs) 2.
0: Absolutely (laughs) not. Let's face facts. That's what it was. World Heroes
1: and Fatal Fury. Right. Uh, And the reason why is, if you remember, uh, do you remember Kim from Fatal Fury?
0: Yes. Or a a white and blue gi. With the blues. He had a move uh,
1: where it would suck in the, you you know, if you hit it, you would hit the guy three or four times. And that was part of the move. And uh, the main guy, Ken Lobb, saw this and said, I want more of that. And he actually made a fighting game, a whole system, a combo system, and he went through the growing pains of saying, I don't want people to just watch this combo system. I want them to uh, uh, feel like they have a way to get out of it. So that's what made Combo Breakers. But all of this was from that one move from Fatal Fury and one move that's similar to it from World Heroes. He birthed this entire thing into his mind. Hmm. So uh, he took it and was and was pitching it to different people. And there's a great uh, documentary that came out earlier this year on Killer Instinct. And I, I encourage everyone to look at up and watch. Uh, the first 30 minutes or, or so are about the arcade game. And uh, uh, the rest of it is about the rebirth uh, from 2013. When they uh, went onto the Xbox with the new versions, uh, but it's very interesting. But it talks about how this everything just fell into place for Killer Instinct to happen. Nintendo was looking for something to uh, get people interested and get people excited, and the way it fell into place and having this guy have uh, go out there and really put it together fabulous story i really recommend i can't do it justice in the in the few minutes i have here but i really encourage everyone to go give that a watch uh some other things that killer instinct did that no one was doing at the time the two health bar system where you didn't have two rounds when you lost the health bar your character fell down got up, it said ready, you were fighting again. It was all about go, go, go. You have to keep the action going. You have to keep the action in the people's faces. Uh, the particle effects from the projectiles hitting together or hitting off surfaces, that spark, everything was designed just to uh, be a spectacle. Also, the sound in this game is so deliberate that they made it so when people would put this in their arcade and they would crank the volume to a certain level and they said, okay, this is loud enough, this is about as loud as all the other games, Uh, it was actually coded that things like Combo Breaker or Ultra Combo, or depending on how long your combo was, the the phrasing at the end were all over the volume peak. It was like 40% louder than all the other volume in the game. Yeah, and you could hear it, it anywhere in the echo. arcade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would echo in the arcades, and that was something that was done on purpose to drink, bring attention to the game. <laughs> it worked. Spect- you could hear that anywhere. Oh, it's, it's spectacular. And the reason why they chose those call-outs above everything else was they wanted people to not know it was coming. Like, the first few days, no one did combo breakers or ultra combos. But as time went on, you would hear it more and more. All that was very deliberate. The music in this game, incredibly good. Uh, They wanted a nice, hard-driving soundtrack, and they got it. And it's so good that the the, uh, Super Nintendo release had a CD that came with it for the first 100,000 North America release and 20,000... Canada releases, called Killer Cuts. I still have my copy. It's a must-have. And some of the songs on there are are good enough to put in and listen to right now. Really great time. That was a great (laughs) CD, yeah. At the heart of Killer Instinct, you've got this combo system. And it is... It's something that that was not done at the time. Combos in games like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, were based off of animations. You would be able to chain animations together. It wasn't something that was programmed in. It was just because the game was so good, right? So hats off to the, to them. Uh, they That is incredible that their frames of animation just lined up in such a way that you can make that happen. In Killer Instinct, you have beginners, you have different middle moves, uh, it, it's far, far too vast to get into right now. It's a very complicated system, but it's also um, makes a lot of sense. Your light kick flows into your medium punch. Uh, your light punch flows into your medium kick. Your fierce buttons are enders. You have different moves that are combo enders. There are no set amount of combos in Killer Instinct. It's a system where you build your own combo. So you can there are literally millions of varieties of combos that you can put into the system. Uh, and it, it it's just a uh, puzzle pieces that you choose to put together. It is a great system. Uh, the combo breakers where you attack someone during the link, that they are doing their combo. You can break out of those combos, which also makes your character more powerful. A lot of people forget about that. And then you have the ability to do shadow moves. You throw more than one projectile at a time when your enemy's falling from the sky. Uh, All these different little aspects of this game make Killer Instinct an incredible package. You've got your finishes. You've got your humiliations. You've got your ultra combos, your ultimate combos. All this ends, you know, the game's, I could go on and on for hours. Killer Instinct, Street Fighter Two will always be my first fighting game love, and uh, X Men versus Street Fighter is my favorite arcade game of all time. But this is right up there in my favorite fighting games. Learning the system was so much fun back in the day, and I'm uh, playing it again. I still have some of my chops. I can still rattle off you know,
0: 20, 30 hit combos, it feels so good. So now I, I get to chime in, is that the way? Well, allow me to retort, if I may. This game marked a downturn in fighting games in the arcade. And for one simple reason. The highly voted combo system is crap. I've never liked it. It ruins what otherwise I, is an enjoyable game. I do not, this never was a game, a fighting game released in the arcade that reco- that had a higher level of entry. I mean, you c- you this thing. you I distinctly remember putting money into this machine and having a guy come over and combo me like twice, and that was the end of my. That was my. That was a guy dead. I mean, you could literally play this game with a quarter for about three seconds, and then you were out. Yeah, no, that's even, not true. Even even dragons lair bowed down to the abilities this game for you not to do anything. I mean, but it that's was not humiliating. true. And horrible. You can't deny the fact that uh, if you get in there with somebody that had any idea what they were doing, they can mow you down instantly. And you can do nothing about it. Because if you didn't know well, the combo breakers, you were screwed. No, no, that's true. A skilled yeah. opponent can, can absolutely opponent.
1: dominate a unskilled opponent. That's yeah. that, uh, that I'm not debating. Uh, I mean, what listen. I'm debating is it's not two combos and you're dead. Because the length of the combo... As the combo goes on, it starts doing less and less damage. So the numbers keep going up, and it looks flashy, but it's not like someone's going to be able to combo you from beginning to end, and then you die. It, you uh, that's almost, just not the way the game you designed. You can
0: almost do it. I mean, it's, when, no. you're a, when you're starting out in this game, it's the hardest fighting game to get into. And so what does that mean? That means if you try to get into this game late, or you don't play it enough, you're screwed. I mean, you don't have any chance in the arcade. And this is one of the problems that fighting games, this is one of the paths that fighting games went down that I hate, where these uh, like near impossible to break combo games. And they all do it now. So Killer Instinct sort of brought that to the table. And I know this is a big part of big-time tournament play for fighting games, but I hate it. I never liked playing like this. I was always a uh, I was always a patient fighter. I like taking a little bit of time. I like playing defensively sometimes. And this game won't allow you to do any of those things. You, you, it's a non like Brent said. It's engineered to make you go in there like a crazy maniac with nonstop button pushing to try to get through. And if you, and also this is another game. If you don't memorize combos for whatever character you're playing, you're not going to win unless you're not playing true. an idiot. If you're playing someone that doesn't know anything about combos either, you've got a chance. But if you're playing someone that does know something about combos and you don't know anything, you're probably going to be screwed. No, that's Uh, not true. You can pick
1: up any character as long as you know the system and be effective. What's that mean? All the entire combo system is a system, right? It's not like it's different from one character to the next. It is a system that it applies to all the characters. Now, you might not know their special move, and you might not know you know, their finishers or, or their ultra combos and crap like that, but I can pick up any character and immediately uh, be able to do a 10-hit combo because it is a system, and once you learn the system, you don't learn combos, right? Right. You don't I mean you can. There are certainly you can do you can learn that this move goes to this move goes to this move. But if you learn the actual system, right? Then you don't have to worry about that.
0: Because but the system you, is the combos. You're learning linking moves and stuff. That's part of the combo. No, you have to but, learn the combos.
1: No, 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 no. You don't you don't learn a combo for Jago and then you learn a combo for Raptor, then you learn a combo for Cinder. It doesn't work like that. If you learn the system, the combo
0: system, you can take that knowledge and apply it to any character. Let me ask you, would yeah. you consider the level for entry on this amongst the highest for any fighting game? Absolutely. Okay, enough said. And I the rest think of this is also, irrelevant to the it, conversation.
1: It it's rewards, it rewards <laughs> players who learn
0: the system. No, unlike Street fighters it punishes no, it does. Ignorance, yes, it does. If you don't know the, if you don't know this thing's patterns, you're boned. I'm telling you, I was the guy that came in after everyone knew it and got repeatedly slaughtered. This was a zero fun game. And the if sad you- thing is, the sad thing about it. I, I I let me give you some retort time here before you bust in. The sad thing about it is, a majority of what you said is absolutely true. Is this a beautiful game? Absolutely. There was nothing like. There was nothing in the same stratosphere as this uh, when it was released in the arcades uh, with the rare guys behind it. There was nothing in the ballpark. There was nothing musically. It's outstanding. The uh, graphics, the the various stages. I'm a big fan of the of the big chief stage on the on the on the bridge. Huge you know, where scaling. He comes across. Yeah, the scaling is great. Uh, and it's a, it's a good looking game, good looking cabinet. The sound is good. Like that, the comp, the soundtrack to this is up amongst the greatest soundtracks for a game I've ever heard. There are tracks on this that are unbelievable, and and that they're great, hard beaten tracks. I mean, just you, we used to listen to the soundtrack over and over when that CD came out because it was so good, you know. But unfortunately, uh, and you were mentioning this with a uh, pray for death. It, you, you can't judge a game solely by graphics and sound in this case. You've got to actually have the gameplay in there. And the gameplay, the sad thing is, there's a game hidden in here. If you're just, if it's a couple guys that are not really fooling out the combo system much, you can sort of play it and have a good time. But if you're playing against anyone that has any idea what they're doing uh, and you don't, you, you're going to get murdered. Repet- That's my problem with it. I don't like the combo system. I don't like combo breakers. I don't like any of that stuff. It ruined fighting games for me, this stuff. And if you talk to a lot of people that played fighting games before this came out, they don't like it. You guys that were Street Fighter guys, guys that even played stuff like Mortal Kombat, this is not a game, this is not a good playing game. Uh, it, it only The people that like it are the people that like it. They're a sort of a subset of, of fighting game people. But uh, this is not a game you're going to see uh, 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 mentioned amongst the all-time great playing fighting games because it doesn't play well. It just doesn't. I mean, you can no, say it No, you does. can't say it doesn't play well, because
1: it does play well. It just plays harder than you're willing to learn.
0: Yeah, it doesn't play... A, it's not a fighting game. I don't... It's more like playing, like... It's almost like if you hook the, one of the old Simons up to a joystick, and you've got Except to memorize not all this true. crap. Except that, that's not true.
1: See, that just shows your ignorance. And that's okay Listen, to be I'll ignorant. Listen, I'll show
0: my ignorance in my own time.
1: No, it, it's okay to be ignorant. If you want to uh, learn the fighting system, you can, Right. If you
0: want to learn the system, you can. It's not that complicated. I mean, I know enough it, of it to get by, but I mean, I, I anyone that's remotely seasoned can destroy me. I've got like I know uh, I've got two or three characters I can I can do some combos with, but I just don't like that. I like more of the classic Street Fighter fighting where you can lay back, play defensively, strategize, take some time, pick your pick your moves. And like I said, this combo system leaked its way into the Capcom stuff too. And I never really liked what it did to that. It's, and not to the degree that it is in this. But still, I, anything with combos and combo breaking moves, I never liked it. I still don't like it. I'm an you old want, school gamer when it comes you to... You want a shallow...
1: Anyone could win fighting game,
0: and that's I want okay. a game where people can at least pick it up and figure it out this. I am telling you, this is I don't anything that requires the amount of memorization and the stuff, that, and unbreakable combos. I mean, there it's just are not no fun. unbreakable
1: combos.
0: They're, they're unbreakable if you don't know the one move that breaks them, or maybe two moves. You can't deny yeah. that, Brent. Anyone that's ever <clears throat> played this game in the arcade for the first time will tell you what it feels like to go in there and get crushed fifty rep- continual times by somebody. Okay,
1: let, okay, I was someone that played this for the first time and got crushed, okay? You know what I did? I waited until no one was there, and I played the computer, and I looked at the control panel that has all the instructions on it, and I decided, I'm going to get good. I'm going to pick a character and get good with them. And I did. And then I said, man, I, I feel like I'm pretty good with this character. I want to try somebody else. And I picked another character, and I was like, hey, this feels just like that other character I picked. I like I went from zero percent to a hundred percent with that character. I feel like I'm already starting out at 50% with this character. Now I just have to learn the special moves, kind of see how they chain together. It'll be good times. No, what this it's not K- good time. what what KI did Aaron was take a relatively new fighting genre, right? I I mean, it's been around for years and years before Killer Instinct. I'm not saying that. But relatively speaking, the arcade scene fighting, really the serious stuff, and said, how can we move this to the next level? How can we take what we have, which is basically uh, people, anyone could win. They're just going to go in. Sure, you could be better than someone else, but everyone kind of has a chance <clears throat> and and go to take that to the next level. And what that did was allowed fighting games to outgrow you. And I understand that you don't like that, and that's fine. I th- Because after Killer Instinct and after Mortal Kombat 3, the fighting genre outgrew me as well. Uh, the new games that are coming out now, I, I they're too much for me to grasp, and I don't have the... Uh, I don't have the desire to learn them. And that's okay. I'm okay with that because I understand for a type of game to grow, the type of game to to expand past what it was, it has to get more complicated. It has to get more detailed. And I, personally, I'm okay with that. Fighting games for in the last decade left me behind. Okay? I'm okay with that because I know that they're better for it. What you are saying and what I feel like you're saying is you want, you, you felt comfortable with your street fighter twos and your Mortal combats and where you just had to learn the special moves. And then when it killer instinct came out and these combo games came out, they left you behind because you weren't willing to put in the time or effort to learn them. It's just like people who were playing karate champ, right? And then these Street Fighter games come out. They don't want to learn special moves. They don't want to have to memorize this stuff. They just want it to be simple. Two uh-huh. joysticks controls where you're going to kick. The The genre has to grow to stay competitive. That's what it did. It just left you behind
0: sooner than it left me behind. Listen, I I so don't agree with that assessment that I can't even, I'm ready to blow my top here. Crap. First of all, don't compare Karate Champ to this because Karate Champ's way better and way more playable than Killer Instinct ever was because you can actually understand what's going on it makes this a logical fighting system. So when you make that comparison, that's apt because it's in reverse because it's a way more fun-to-play game and without the graphical spice. Listen, Killer Instinct, the combo system... It's it's not even like a fighting game I don't even know what it is it's not fun just because you make something more complicated doesn't mean you're advancing the genre listen how many people still go back and play neo turf masters or, or RBI baseball something like that you don't need four million buttons to make a fun game and that's where PC or that's where games have lost their way they've added all this extra spice to the and you don't need this stuff just make a good game you don't need all this extra crap. It's too complicated, and when you complicate it to the point where I've got to st- study for a test, then it's not a game anymore. It's something else. I don't like it. I want to play some simple, easy-to-understand game where you can figure out what's going on. There's plenty of room to expand the interest of the game without having to make it convoluted mess out of it, which is what the Killer Instinct was a perfectly serviceable engine that they ruined with the combo system. And then someone somewhere had the same attitude you did, stuck in every game that came after it, to a certain degree, and it makes every fighting game that came after this a pain in my butt. So no, I don't like it. I don't think it advanced the genre. And by the way, Mortal Kombat three did a very similar stupid thing when they put that run button, and they ruined that series. And we should also go into the fact that Killer Instinct two, the sequel, this is also crap. So they ruined that too. So well, no, no the, I think the, this
1: see, the Killer Instinct two is 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 not a good game for different reasons.
0: Well, my point is that this game... I'm telling you, this right here, everything... This is the... When this game came out, it was the high watermark of fighting games. And since then, the games have went into decline, in my opinion. So there you go. We're not going to... This is one of those agree to disagree. Because we're never going to yeah, see but, eye on this But one. Because obviously, uh, you...
1: It's unfortunate, Aaron, that you, you're not willing to take the next step to... Learn something, uh, learn uh, the the how the game flows and how the games work, because I think it's something that you would very much enjoy if you did. But I understand that you that's not where you want to invest your
0: time and your interest, and that's fine. you got that right. Listen, but you I had the same conversation with boat on Walker, right? Sometimes I just want to play a game where I mow down a wave after wave of flunkies with a mech. You know, I don't want to go there to memorize a bunch of mech controls. I want to go kill a bunch of stuff and have fun. But you understand
1: that for some gamers, especially seasoned gamers that that uh, that keep moving on to the next thing,
0: they have to have something new to make it interesting and fun for them. Not even fighting. Not in fighting games. I don't agree with that. I I think they. I think they screwed it up big time.
1: I I, I guess we'll have to to leave it there. That you have uh uh gotten old and are unwilling to learn new things.
0: Listen, it, age comes to us all, man. We did get a Discord review on this thing, Brent, believe it or not. It was from your your good buddy. I know where this is going. John Boat of Car Schaller had to t- get his uh, uh k- k- licks. In. I don't remember him liking Killer Instinct. Boat of Car writes, KI came along at just the right time for me. By the time the SNES port was released, I was high, in high ah. school with a group of friends who were really into it, including the Brent. Having a group of friends who were all playing this on the SNES really gave me incentive to understand the mechanics of how the game worked. The combo-based fighting system appealed to me much more than the precision-based single movement structure of Street Fighter II and the three fully 3D rendered graphics from Rare put the lame character designs of Mortal Kombat series to shame. I'm not even going to comment on how stupid that is. Killer Instinct also has the distinction of being the first console game ever plugged in I ever played via the X-Band modem. <clears throat> I'm sure yeah. that was at your house. It's a shame that KI Gold and KI2 didn't really bring anything new to the table, but I always have great memories of playing this with uh, alone and with friends while rocking out to the Killer Cut CD that accompanied the Super Nintendo game. So Boat, as I, as I suspected, he was down with the clown uh, on this particular game. Uh, uh, and, you know, like I said, it's funny thing is I've played this game a lot, that's the hilarious thing, and I do have my fun with it. Is it the worst fighting game I've ever played? No, God, no. But I just uh, the combo system—I hate, I hate so much. So there, and there you go. But yeah, uh, did you get any reviews or anything on eBay or anything on this? No, no, I didn't check any reviews on eBay, Aaron. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, uh, smart guy. Uh,
1: no, obviously this this uh, sold incredibly well in the arcade. Uh, you can find it on. On Super Nintendo and the uh, a few of its offshoots on the Game Boy and uh, even the new one uh, released on uh, Xbox One as, as
0: a set in for that, if that's your thing. Stupidly released on Xbox One in idiotic waves. That's a whole other argument for another time. But this thing, well, we're going to release Seasons of Fighters, that's crap. If you go too. back
1: if you watch the documentary on Killer Instinct you'll see why they did that but I, I I'm not a fan of that either. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously the, the score means the money. That's no, no, it. it was it was development cycle. Please. Uh I'm not buying the, it. The uh uh scores for this were obviously off the charts. Uh I think the lowest it ever scored uh for the arcade was 8 out of 10. So hugely popular and hugely successful game. Uh Definitely a classic.
0: Not that good, Al. in My opinion. All right, enough of this banter. I think we both know that "Pray for Death" won this round. Let's move <laughs> on. Oh, guess what? We're not spinning the wheel today, y'all. Ha <laughs> ha! We'll be spinning that. <laughs> we'll be spinning that bad boy at the very end of the of the uh, marathon event. Uh, we want to touch on this one more time again. If you're going to be around on Friday, this Friday, in fact. Uh, we're starting this bad boy at 9 a.m. And we're going to be running uh, a live game stream. And I'm sure nothing's going to go wrong uh, for, <laughs> for for eight, eight straight hours. Uh, it should be quite a happening, Brent. We'd appreciate anybody showing up. Uh, we'll be running it on Twitch. And then eventually we'll be uh, uh, running uh, parts of it back out on YouTube. Brent, do you want to talk to anyone to everyone about the what you have scheduled, the p- scheduled plans for this thing? We're just going to leave it all as a big surprise. Oh, no. You have to show up to know what's happening. There you go. There there you go. Mystery. See, that's the way I like my fighting games. You show up, you try to see what's happening. No memorization involved. That's the way I like to do it. All right, bro. Let's take this thing to the house. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, We want a special shout-out to everybody in the chat, put up with our insane screamings at each other for the last hour. Uh, We'll be back uh, again Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you there. Until then, fight. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show.
1: Special thank you to Duncan Styles for our vector graphics and part Bit for our closing music. We want to say hello to our podcast listeners, our YouTube subscribers, and our Twitch chat. A big thank you to all of our supporters. Would you like to keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at our new Patreon page at patreon.com slash ARG Presents. Just like these fine folks. Xenon K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman. Hermsky, Retro Algy, Mitsyama, Dave Velociraptor, Chris Fools, Bernhard Lucas, Steve Ruffmussen. Frodo and L, The Slow Norris, John Schaller, Gary Heather, Terry Howard, Anthony Jarvis, Olaf Hope, Roald Glow, Jason Warren, and Graham W. Vecchi. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay, too. You can support us by leaving us a positive review on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can email us at argpresents at mail.com. We film live every Sunday at 9 a.m. EST. Hope to see you there.